Matt, you are looking absolutely glowing today. What's your secret? Well, Anna, I've been using this new hydrating tanning mist called Goldie B with two E's. I'll have to check it out. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Go to their Instagram. I want the fairy tale. I want the Prince Charming. She, how do I put this, isn't a fan of my kissing style. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours. He's in a trash bin. He's non-recyclable. Catch you never. I love being in love. I love love. He's just rubbing it in. Filled with champagne, oysters and sex. So. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know, Matt. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. Good morning, good morning. You are currently in the Maldives when this goes live. Very jealous. I am very excited, Anna. I cannot wait to get over to the Maldives. I was doing a little bit of a searching up on it and I um, I didn't expect what I expected. Like they're all like... <laughs> you didn't expect what you expected. Yeah, like I didn't expect... I've never thought about it. And I looked at it and I was like, this is going to be amazing. So if you're listening to this right now... Head over to my Instagram and see all the fun that I'm having. And I'm sorry if you get jealous. Well, do you know what's funny is I've obviously been looking for good honeymoon locations um, because I get married very, very soon. And the Maldives was on our list and I was looking and doing some research on it. And it said that the Maldives is the most expensive location that you can go to on your honeymoon. How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, future Matt, sorry to <laughs> sorry. No, well I yeah, apparently it is very expensive. I um I actually organized a surprise for Tammy. So when we get there, I've um organized a uh, dinner and um it's I showed you the photo of it. It's gonna be like candlelit love heart dinner and we're gonna sit on this exclusive beach. Just the two of us, really, really romantic. It does look so cute. Like, I'm actually so shocked. Like, I don't know. You're quite a romantic guy, but this is, like, quite a big gesture. What I will ask is, like, it kind of looks like a proposal (laughs) site. Like, that – I reckon a lot of people would get proposed to there. She might think that, like – Never say never, Anna. (laughs) Is there something that you bought that you haven't told everyone? I don't know, but never say never, Anna. I don't know. It is very romantic and very proposal. I was looking at it and I was like, geez, this is as proposal as it comes. Maybe you should like preface that so she doesn't get disappointed. <laughs> when we walk up to it. I mean, it's it's still very early on in the It's very, very early. But still. Okay, I might word her up. I also organised, because um, we love watching movies together, projector on the beach. So we both sit there and we're on, I don't know, we're on like a nice like, picnic thing and we watch a movie together and i've decided that we're going to watch avengers because we both love the marvel university avengers and we're going to watch Aww. avengers there so that'll be cute as well so there's two little like surprises for her so yeah. just, she's not allowed to listen to this until that happens <laughs> um but my turn on of the week is actually the fact that michael and i want to travel and we're thinking about booking japan we don't know when specifically but we want to book soon it's been on both of our bucket lists when are you thinking about going you say, <laughs> so go for like cherry blossom season 
April. My sister just got back yeah. from Japan with her fiance and she said it was amazing. But then I haven't done like a cold holiday. So I feel like a January could be like really fun, like doing like a snow holiday. I also, Michael and I haven't been anywhere together that we both have never been. And okay. I think that's just different gravy of travel. When you yeah. go with your partner to somewhere that you haven't been. And you're both experiencing new experiences together. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And I think like, we are also going on a couple's holiday <laughs> with your girlfriend and with my fiance in February. We are too. We're going on a cruise, an adults <laughs> only cruise. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah, with Virgin Tassie. Australia. They have their big cruise ship. And yeah, we're going to do Melbourne to Tasmania, Tasmania back. And I feel like that's going to be heaps of fun. It will be, yeah. And that's also kind of like that different gravy of like, we're all doing this experience together for the first time. Like it'll be heaps of fun. Yeah, well, I haven't been and Tammy hasn't been on a cruise before. So I'm really excited to oh, see. I have been like- on a cruise actually. <laughs> But not this cruise and not to Tasmania. So you know. That should be fun. Well, my turn on for the week obviously is that I'm in the Maldives yeah, and yeah. I'm in the sun and I'm having a very romantic <laughs> trip. He's just rubbing it filled in. Filled with champagne, oysters and sex. So <laughs> Good to know. Good to know, Matt. <laughs> and my turn off this week is I do not have one. You're such a dog. You're such a dog. <laughs> what do I have to be turned off you about? You know what? I'm happy for you. Enjoy your holiday. See you when you get back. What is your turn off, Anna? Okay, so my turn off for the week, other than the fact that I'm not in the Maldives, because Maldives looks like heaven, is that I think I have misophonia. Huh? <laughs> So misophonia (laughs) is a disorder in which certain... You can read minds? (laughs) (laughs) Misophonia is a disorder in which certain sounds trigger emotional or physiological responses that some might perceive as unreasonable given the circumstances. So for instance, if Michael's eating dinner and there's no like TV on on in the background or there's no music, like I love eating dinner with music on in the background because I hate the sound of chewing. And other sounds as well. So, for instance, Matt and I had a meeting this week and there was this guy walking past us and he literally gagged. Like, you know, when people like clear their throat, but it's like a, I'm not even going to make the sound because it's giving me like cringing me out. And then I even looked at him and said, ugh. Yeah, we both did because it was honestly so like, I can't even believe how rude that was. As he was directly walking past us. Like, I was just, like, imagining all the green phlegm yuck. Anyway, and I just think I definitely have misophonia. Does that go as far as saying that you hear, like, a, t- a horn tooting and you go, oh, and you get, like, shivers? Well, I, if, if, like, someone scrapes the bottom of their plate with, like, a fork or something or, like, chalk on a chalkboard. I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> we went to the beach the other day and I said, to, I said to Tammy and the kids, I was like, I hate the noise when you're, like, your feet, like, squishing the dry sand. Oh, uh, so do I. Oh, I hate it. So the kids thought they were funny and they started doing it. And I was like, oh, and I like ran. I was like, I can't do that. Like it does my head in. That gives me shivers. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a full blown, like even right now, just talking about this with you guys and like talking about the fact that these noises like irk me up the wrong way. Like it's giving me the chills. It's giving me the goosebumps. Let's go over to our Facebook page. Guys, is this normal? Like I need to know. Is there any other noises that make them give them the shivers as well? What noises give them? We want to hear from you guys. Let us know. Okay, Matt, have you heard of the term bed rotting? 
What does that mean? Does it mean like when your mattress is like overdue for to be replaced and it's rotting away or your pillows? <laughs> well, it's Gen Z's newest trend. And yeah, it's basically like you're hungover on a Sunday and you just want to stay in bed all day. Actually, I don't even think you need to be hungover on a Sunday. It's just like you're feeling anxious, stressed. You need some me time and you stay in bed all day. That sounds like absolute heaven. Just staying <laughs> in bed for a day. Like just, just laying. What, well, I call it laying. Laying. Like me and my mates. You got your own term. Yeah, me I'm and my laying. mates will go like, what are you doing? And you just be like, laying. Yeah, okay. Just laying, scrolling and that. I love doing that. What about watching a TV series? Because the other day I, we were hungover in bed and we genuinely, genuinely watch season five of Friends from start to finish. And I wouldn't call that bed rotting. I'd call that a good fucking time. <laughs> you <laughs> call that call getting shit done. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm calling that an amazing time. I mean, yeah, like there's obviously a happy medium. The thing is... Is that back in the olden days, people weren't bed rotting because they didn't have devices to keep them occupied, right? Like if you didn't have your phone and you didn't have a TV in front of you, you're only going to stay in there for an hour and then you're going to be like, I'm bored. Read the newspaper. But you have to get the newspaper. Yes, get the newspaper. <laughs> you have to get it to get into the Well, like you can't just like get Uber Eats. You'd have to at some point get up to cook a meal. Like everything is so accessible to us and that's why bed rotting is the new craze, is the new thing. Or at least people are now talking about it. So what are they, is it against like, does it affect mental health? Like what's the what's the problem with bed rotting? Because I don't see anything wrong with it. I think that if I stayed in bed past 4pm and I was in bed the whole day, my mental health would take a serious, serious dive to the ground. I would not be able to mentally cope with it. Like I need vitamin D, I need sunlight, I need fresh air. I don't know about you, but I need to achieve something. Totally. My mates, when I used to live with all my mates, they would, my mate Dale, my best mate would be like, it's so weird when I'm hungover because yeah, I'm doing nothing, but I'm always making moves. It's like the weirdest thing ever. Like yeah. I'm not doing anything, but I'm doing stuff. Yeah, you'd be yeah, like, yeah. you'd so confused at what I'm doing. <laughs> and you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? It I used to be my pet hate with Michael. So when we started dating, we would like, I mean, we were like drinking a lot because we were like in honeymoon phase and we'd get drunk together and like, you know, do shots and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I don't pull up well after a night of drinking no michael on the other hand like it would hit like 11 a.m and he was up like he was like what are we doing and i was like i'm dying like fuck off like let be alone me, let me bed rot in bed alone <laughs> anna what is the best way that you have found to get over an ex or someone that you even like in a situation ship because i've been seeing stuff and people are like getting over a situation ship is worse than getting over an ex i mean sometimes it is like because do you know why I reckon it is because you put them on a pedestal and you don't get to know them enough to see all of their bad qualities so you literally see them as this like angel person who's perfect for you they've never done anything wrong technically you're still in the honeymoon stage as well completely in the honeymoon stage yeah and, and like they're annoying habits you haven't got to know them enough to know what they are so you can't like sit at home and go well you know they did this that annoyed me because literally nothing about them annoys you so in your mind they're like you're like they're perfect for me but actually they're not in reality they're not because you'd still be with them if they were Exactly. I think, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, the best way to get over someone is to write yourself a letter. So, dear Anna, this is all of the reasons why you should not be with this person. And then you literally list all of their negative attributes. I told you to do this with your ex and you 
Well, I started to do it on my phone and I got through a couple and then like my ADHD kicked in and something messaged me or something popped up and I got distracted and I never That's got back to That's not an excuse. It. You can go back to it. I never went back to it. But yeah, you kept hounding me to do that. Um, I was like, did you do the, the letter to yourself? And you're like, not yet. I'll get on it soon. I'm like, fucking hell. Is that your impersonation of me? Yeah, it was pretty bad. I'm kidding. I'm going to just call myself out for that. That was trash. Um, how do you get over someone, Matt? Well, I was a huge advocate on here or I used to say when we had breakup episodes about that I didn't believe in no contact. Mm. I still obviously would love to remain, well, not love to, but I would remain friends with my exes. I always thought that that was the most civil, most mature way of ending a relationship to stay on good terms. Yeah. Like I don't, maybe it's I don't want anyone to hate me, but I just don't think that you know, I don't like hate, and I don't. You have a bit of rejection anxiety as well. well that like, as well you plays like a to factor. Be on bad terms with people. Yeah, but like someone, it's, it's, there's no point hating. I don't have time to hate people, let alone someone that you know. You want like I don't want to hate them. I don't want them to hate me. So I would always try and make it civil. But I strongly believe now that no contact is the best way to go. No contact is the only way to go, really. Well, in saying that, do the no contact on mutual terms, on yeah. civil, mature terms, but. You don't need to stay friendly with them. You don't need to chat to them. You don't need to catch up with them. You just need no contact like, hey, this didn't work. Unless there's like kids or something else involved where you have to continue oh, to course. see them or if there's a property or whatever it is, we realize that life is complicated and not always straightforward. But of course. if there's no ties to them, the best, quickest way for you to get over them is just go no contact. Anyway. It can be hard at the start, but you got to power through. I saw this trend on TikTok and this, I thought this was hilarious. It was a trend that helps you get over people because obviously we both know it's sometimes so hard to move on. So it goes a little something like this. It goes, you miss them. Let me help you. Imagine them, first one, sitting on a toilet. (laughs) Want to get over them so you get the ick. You get the ick a little bit like you're like, oh, that's a bit yucky like you know they're like scrolling their tiktok (laughs) (laughs) on the toilet scrolling on tiktok looking a bit vulnerable in their (laughs) their number two state i facetime my girlfriend on the toilet sometimes do you well i'll answer and i'll be like hey i'm just gonna wrap something up what and you're mid shit well i'm probably on the back end of it just scrolling tiktok (laughs) okay let me help you imagine them telling a joke in a group and nobody laughs so they have to explain the joke to everyone and still nobody laughs (laughs) it's so icky isn't it (laughs) all right i've got one playing ping pong and they run after the ball but they can't catch it so imagine them like fumbling over their hands and they're like crouched down running imagine me at like my height as well (laughs) trying to do it (laughs) such an ick okay Playing crack the egg on a trampoline and he's the egg. I don't get that. So remember like when you're a kid and imagine a fully grown adult on a trampoline. Oh, but then if they're playing with the kids, that's a fair bump. I but don't you get know, that. remember how you tuck in and you hold your legs and you bounce around and you've got to try and hold yourself together as you hit the trampoline. Oh, so he's just oh, <laughs> that is yucky. <laughs> um I've got another one. You miss them? Well, let me help you. Imagine them holding one finger in the air as they correct you on your grammar. 
So, like, stopping you oh, and going, like, no, no. That's awful. I reckon I might have done that. Not on grammar because I'm dyslexic, but correcting somebody <laughs> on something. <laughs> oh, okay. Last one. Going for a morning walk and they get one of those snot bubbles forming in their nose. <laughs> I've actually read one here and I used to do that. So What? Pointing at something with their big toe. <laughs> you did not do that. I've done For that. the love of God, tell me you did not do that. What were you pointing at? I was at the beach, like flicking through like the, the shells, trying to find a shell and I was just doing it with my foot. But what were you pointing at? Just like fl- shells, like, oh, look at that shell. And with like- your big toe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt, red flag, green flag. When they aren't as funny as they think they are and they laugh at their own jokes. I feel personally victimized here. Because <laughs> you do laugh at all of your own jokes. <laughs> and I think I'm as funny as I think I am. Um, no, I don't. I think it's a green flag. Like if you, if your partner's laughing at their own jokes, I'd find it endearing and cute. Yeah, I think so. I think if it's your partner, then it's a green flag. It's fine. Because I feel like if that gave you the ick, then you wouldn't be with them, right? Yeah. But if it's just a random person, like a friend or something, and they like think they're hilarious and they laugh at their own jokes, I think that still could be endearing. Let's just say it's a random, then it could be a bit like, Ooh. Well, don't tell me a joke. If you're a random, <laughs> like I don't. Why? Like, Maybe a random. I'm the funny in the situation, not you. Oh my god! <laughs> Egocentralist, swear to God. I'm cracking the jokes. You now you're rolling the conversation. <laughs> Who are you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Where's Your Head At. I'm producer Blake. We have Matt on his way back from the Maldives as we speak, and we'll be back to regular programming as of next week. Can't wait to see you then. Listener.